Hello and welcome to Ararat Baptist Church's midweek service. Even though we can't meet together at the moment, we can still join together in worship, prayer and around God's Word. So we do hope you'll enjoy this short time of worship as we bring our praises to the King of Heaven. This week's service is led by the Reverend Graham Watts. Hello and welcome to this podcast from Ararat Baptist Church. We'll begin by singing the hymn, There is a Redeemer, Jesus Christ our Lord. God's own Son, precious Lamb of God, Messiah, Holy One, Jesus, my Redeemer, name above all names, precious Lamb of God, Messiah, over sinners slain. Spirit 
So let us pray together. Let us all pray. We come together, O God, to praise you. Lord our God, King of creation, maker and provider of all that we know, the heart of all being, we offer you our praise. Your glory is seen in majestic grandeur and also in the smallest things, in beauty, in truth, in love, in laughter and in joy. We praise you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you came among us to redeem the world, healing brokenness, speaking truth, showing love, giving yourself for us on the cross. And we praise you now, living God, who comes to us now giving life, breathing hope, enlightening minds, lifting hearts, and coming afresh on all who call to you. We offer you our praise, O Lord our God, and we do that as we say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our reading from the Bible today is found in the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40. And I'm going to begin reading at verse 21. Isaiah 40 from verse 21. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown. No sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither and a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. To whom will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host, one by one, and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. 
he will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary, and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This is the word of the Lord, for which we give thanks to God. I wonder whether you have ever experienced complete and total darkness. I recall some years ago a visit to a very deep cave system. I think it was in the Peak District. <clears throat> we were led ever deeper. Um, our way was lit very well by very good electric lighting until we came to a vast underground cavern. Then, quite suddenly, our guide threw a switch and everything went black. And I mean totally and utterly black. I could not see my hand when I put it right in front of my eyes. Soon after, the guide lit a match, one small, little, flickering flame. And suddenly we could see, sight was restored. I have never since then experienced such utter and profound darkness. So what does this have to do with our reading from Isaiah? It contains some well-known verses offering hope, encouraging the reader to see beyond what was actually a very dark and gloomy situation. Isaiah has prophesied that there will be a time coming when the people of God will be taken captive in Babylon. In fact, in the previous chapter, Isaiah has prophesied that nothing will be left. Even your own flesh and blood will be taken away. It's hardly encouraging stuff. So we should not be surprised that the prevailing mood is very dark indeed. The people are in despair. They don't really see a way out. In fact, they are completely despondent. Even from the section that we read together, we can see that people are complaining. Where has God gone? How can God allow this thing to happen to us? Listen to some of the statements that Isaiah is picking up hearing from his people. My way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. I wonder if you've ever felt like that. God seems out of touch. I'm just not sure my prayers are being heard. There's just a prevailing mood of despondency. Of course, there may be many reasons why we get into this sort of state sometimes. Life circumstances, issues with jobs, relationships, illness. Maybe we feel other people have let us down. Or maybe we feel we've let ourselves down. 
And for a Christian, the problem is heightened when even God seems distant. Despondency starts to set in. And that's a dangerous disease. It can turn you into a complainer, a grumbler, or it can lead to feelings of isolation and loneliness. I do wonder to what extent some of these feelings might be engendered by the difficult circumstances that we're all living through right now. Maybe you identify with it in some way or other. Well, if that seems uncannily familiar, Isaiah offers a cure. No, it's not a simplistic pull-yourself-together sort of cure, but a deep-rooted promise of God's presence and purposes through it all. And it begins right back in verse 1 of chapter 40. We didn't read that, but chapter 40 begins with the words comfort. Comfort my people. Isaiah then goes on simply to remind us of some basic truths about God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? He is the eternal creator God. You might feel worn out, but God is untiring. God never needs an afternoon nap. God doesn't lack energy or zip. And God never, ever abandons his people. He is all wise, all knowing. Nothing escapes his attention. So why do you complain? Let me read from verse 27. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Ah, you may say that's all very well, but it doesn't stop me feeling still rather overcome by life. I can believe that in my head, but my experience is rather different. Okay, but Isaiah moves on to tackle your experience too. And I want to focus on these two very well-known verses at the end of the chapter. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Yes, we feel tired. Interesting, actually, the word for tired really means overcome by circumstances. Isaiah is saying, I get it. God gets it. Yes, even young people get worn down by circumstances. But then, of course, we read one of the great turnarounds in the Bible and notice it begins with the word, but. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. 
They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Maybe we just need to pause a moment and let those words sink in. But once we've done that, I just want to highlight two things about these well-known words. Firstly, what does it mean to hope in the Lord? It's certainly not just wishful thinking that, you know, maybe things will get better someday, sometime, somehow or other. It's not that at all. The word hope really means at least three things. It means being patient, waiting for God to work things out in his timing. And of course, that means trusting that God will actually fulfill his promise. It means there is a, a deep rooted faith that even in the face of trying circumstances, God always keeps his promises. And thirdly, hope means that therefore we live with real expectation, a sort of settled conviction that God will work things out for the good. And that leads to a renewed confidence in the future, no matter what life throws at us, no matter what we're going through at this present moment, we have confidence in our God. That is genuine Christian hope. And what is the promise? We will soar on wings like eagles. We will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not be faint. You know, for actually quite a long time, I wondered whether these well-known phrases were in the right order. Soaring, running, walking. I mean, surely if you're making a recovery out of these feelings of despair, things would go the other way, wouldn't they? I'd start by walking. And then after I'd got a bit more strength, I'd maybe be able to run and then just maybe sometimes soar away to the heights. However, after a little bit more thought, I soon began to realise the wisdom behind the order that Isaiah has it. Yes, sometimes there are times when we've come through a dark time and we emerge into the light and we feel so elated. We feel like we could fly and soar away. But I'm not sure that's very often. Sometimes we emerge from a dark time and discover that we can actually run and not grow weary. But I sense that more often when we've been through a tough time, all we really want to do is learn to walk again without getting weary. We just want to return to some sort of normality. Walking is more than enough, thank you. Walking and not getting faint would be just great, wonderful. So I think Isaiah has it in exactly the right order. Perhaps in some way you can identify with the prevailing mood reflected here. For whatever reason, life seems challenging, demanding, and there are times when we seem to slip towards despondency even. And even we ask where God has got to. So maybe you just need to hear these words 
afresh and let them sink deep into your soul. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. But one final thought. I certainly don't intend to play down the possibility of soaring high like an eagle. If we belong to Jesus, our eternal hope is resurrection to eternal life, a new resurrection body living in the presence of Jesus our Lord. So there is a sense in which, in the end, as we hold fast to Jesus Christ, as we let him hold fast to us, we will indeed soar on wings like eagles. That is the ultimate Christian hope. So whatever your prevailing mood, remember how great is our God. He will never fail you or forsake you. Put your hope in Jesus and you will walk, even run maybe, and one day soar. God bless you all. Let's pray together. Our confidence is in you, loving God. You are the foundation of the universe. You alone brought us to birth. And you watch over us, tending us, protecting us. You are the source of life and faith. If you were not, we would cease to be. We, your children, have rested our hope on you and we have sought to follow Jesus. Yet even with such confidence, there are times when we confess that faith bends under pressure. Times when it seems that the door has closed on us and times when our peace is disturbed. Sometimes we just feel like tiny craft on a stormy ocean. There are times we know pain and sadness, frustration, fear and loss. Our pain and the pain we feel for others, it rests like a heavy burden on us. All sorts of things can bring us to such moments even as we seek to follow Jesus. But then we gaze again upon the cross. We fix our eyes on Jesus' agony and death and your purposes, O God, seemingly thwarted. And we learn afresh that you are in the midst of our sadness as much as in our joy. You are in the dark shadows of life as well as in bright joy. In our uncertainty you are present as well as in our days of confidence, for you are walking with us through our days. And so we affirm, O God, as we pray to you, we accept afresh the risk and the joy of trusting you, offering all that we are, past, present and future, and with renewed delight we say, 
Lord Jesus Christ, we rejoice to follow you. In your name we pray. Amen. Our final hymn is Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah. And we conclude our service with the blessing. May the blessing of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit rest and remain with each one of you and with those whom you love, now and forevermore. Amen. Thanks for joining with us. Hope you enjoyed it. And we look forward to welcoming you once again to Ararat Baptist Church.